This is The True Investment. Hi, I'm Jay McLaughlin. I'm Aldo Benavides. And we're going to be talking about those things that they never taught us in school. We're here to tell you that there's no shortcuts in real estate investment. What we're going to talk about is just my experience, something that I've been going through for the last 11 years. Aldo. So, man. Rehab, rehab, no, rehab. No, 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 no. The second letter in the Burr method. But I think it's one of the reasons that a good number of individuals don't get into real estate investing or they're a little bit apprehensive because if you don't know what's behind that sheetrock, you're, you're going to lose your shirt. No, no, no. This is totally, totally, totally true. That's the hardest part of this whole thing, you know? There is um, not only the fact that we don't know about it, is that there is a lot of contingencies in there. There's the stuff that you don't know. There's stuff that you're supposed to know and you don't. The stuff that you know and you missed. There's stuff that you keep learning and then it changes. Um, there is uh, coding. There is, I mean, there, there's just a bunch of stuff. It's terrified. It's just absolutely. Would you agree that one of the most, well, the big, one of the biggest challenges is securing a contractor who you can trust to do the work. You should. You should get the expert. You know, it's it's really hard to understand, but and 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 this is why. I mean, it all goes with the economics. Of course, the rehab needs to be cheap. Everyone says, "Oh, it needs to be cheap." Everyone says, "Oh, you need to save money." But if you don't know, you don't know. You need to go and try to get the best that you can that supports your project. Period. So yeah, I mean, get a contractor. Yeah, get a good plumber. Yeah, get just just make yourself. Just surrender yourself with the best that you can. And the the and, and the rehab, the secret, not the secret, I hate to say that. Again, the um the 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 key on the rehab is two things. This is that um you, you, you gotta document, you you gotta be able to break things down because most people don't do it. Most people don't know uh what's flooring against sheet rocking and painting and and uh, insulation and AC and um, it's it just, it's just like 10 grand, 15 grand, and just start losing control of over what is it that it's actually out of your control. But the thing that I can tell you is that it is relatively easy to learn what you need to get done. There is the, the hardest point, the hardest part of the rehab is never to overdo it. I haven't met a single investor that the first two or three homes they always overdo it. So when you say overdo it, meaning that they're putting too many upgrades in the home? Exactly. Or they're paying an exorbitant amount for no, an it, air conditioning, no, air conditioner unit? No, it, a little bit of both. But mainly is that people, we tend to say, okay, I want to put something that I like. I want to put the upgrades that I want. Or even upgrades that we call it upgrades that are not upgrades, right? So everyone, I... I I, I met there's this 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 investor that I was talking to the other day and he said, hey man, you know, um, I'm doing this and this and I talked to him and then he said, you know, the first house I made so many mistakes and I said, what do you mean? I said, well, I I changed the layout and I put the kitchen in the other side and I said, wow, I said and that blew all my budget and I said, why? Because my wife didn't like it what it was. And I was like, holy moly. <laughs> I mean, go figure, right? I mean, but but it is true. I mean, you start putting the tile that is a little bit more expensive. Then you start putting 
the cabinets that are better looking. And then, and you know, I mean, you know how it is. Now, now bear in mind, you don't want the cheapest either. I learned the hard way, you know? And uh, this is, I always tell Pablo the same example, but I said, you don't want the cheapest toilet. I said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, toilets, it's really funny because they're really cheap overall. They cost like $100. And then they can go up to like 500 600 I mean, in their non-very fancy number. Well, if you buy the $100, maybe six months, you're going to have a maintenance call. The little pump is not going to work. The little thing, well, every time you send a plumber, it's 75 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it is, and then you change a piece. Well, buy the 150 175 and, and that one lasts four, maybe five years. So you start you start tuning on, on, on what you need to do that is worth it. For us, always, it's plumbing, ele- electricity. Forget about, forget about the cosmetics. I mean, when you rent a property, maybe, and I'm exaggerating here, I don't know. This is just up my, my, Top of my your head. butt. Uh, okay. <laughs> Out of my butt, maybe 50% of the people that are going to walk into that house, they don't going to like it. I mean, who's going to say that I'm going to choose the color that 100% of the people are going to like it? Who cares? Pick one that is good quality and then standardize. Go to all of your houses. And if your contractor says, I have 100 gallons there of paint that I start, that's your favorite color today. You know what I mean? So... It is hard to try to think that you're going to have enough knowledge to when you start to start making this decision that is going to make the house more attractive. Every time you you start the rehab, you got to surrender yourself with good inspector, good contractor, good painter, good plumber. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be cheap, right? You need to work your numbers. And remember, you have the house under contract, right? Then you go and see the house. Now you're inspecting. At the same time you're inspecting, you're doing all your homework. Now you bring the general contractor. And the general contractor is going to go in and he's going to say, it's going to be 10 grand. It's going to be 20 grand. I want to change this, 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 this. And then you're going to have a realistic number of what it's going to be like. you know. And, and the reason why I'm saying about the inspector is the cheapest to do it because it's only three or 400 bucks. But he's going to tell you things that you're not going to know. You're not going to go into the attic and check if the rafters are loose. You're not going to check if the insulation height is enough. You're not going to check if there was uh, a leak in the sensor for the, the, the shutoff valve and the AC was is damaged. You're not going to be able to see the foundation cracks. Most likely you're not. And, and, and all those things are big misses that it doesn't matter how experienced you are. I mean, you still need an expert to go and tell you that what it, what it is for. Right. And and then and then you start learning. No, it's it, it's a big learning curve. Now the, the 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 good thing about it is the better you get at and and the more fine tuning you're gonna find where those efficiencies are. And most likely are not gonna be on picking up the cheapest. It's actually to do what is right. Something you mentioned, and it's a common denominator in all of our episodes. It is the numbers. When you keep those numbers in front of you, and you see what you could be losing on what you estimated you would make. And the other thing too, it's relationships, you know, getting to, to know there's, there's a, there's a young lady out and I think she's in um, Sunnyside and she is, you know, there's a saying, buy back the block. She's rehabbing the entire community. And 
I noticed on their Instagram, someone mentioned, hey, well, give me the name of your plumber or give me the name of the guy who does your floors. And she said, well, you know what? It's it's taken, you know, some years, like five, six, seven, possibly 10 years to establish that relationship. So why should I just give the guy who does my floor or the guy who does my framing? You know, it takes time. As you stated, this doesn't happen overnight. And it's those relationships where you gain that trust. So now you know that someone's coming to inspect this home or someone's going to come look at the roof. You can trust that individual. Yeah. And in, in, in one thing is, again, to, to find that fine tuning. Like we, it's always a challenge to have a good contractor just like because if they're good, then eventually they, they, they're going to do better and you want them to do better. So they, they might go to a better uh, high and paid contracts and, and, and they do more jobs on themselves. So there's more less time for you. But one thing I learned is that when you bring new contractors, right, and you have to treat them well, the first thing I do with them before they even go and see my job, I take them to one of our current jobs. And I tell them, hey, don't, don't worry about the scope of work. Just first go and see the finishes on my previous home. And I take them to what it is. Why? Why do I do that? You're setting the standard. And because I don't want it cheaper just to make trash and then try to save a little bit of money. And I'm either going to pay for a high-end tile that and or flooring or a high-gloss uh, painting that is not going to help me to rent the property better. So you, what you do is I go and you can look on our website and I tell everyone, even our passive investors and everyone, like, go and take a look at it. I mean, that's a standard. Of course, people are going to find and say, hey, this is really nice. Some other people will say, man, I will never leave there. That's fine, right? I mean, that's what you, that is what it is. You have to find your market out there. Um, and then there are some other lessons learned that you keep always. This is, this is the other part that I love about this thing. I mean, you always keep learning in that stuff. We bought an apartment complex that we didn't think uh, window AC was a big deal. We never had anything. We always have central AC, right? HVAC. We, we, we go in there. All the apartments had AC units and the window AC units. But what a mess. I mean, we didn't know what to do with them. We didn't have a contractor to fix window AC units. Every time one was broken, um, they would leak through the whole wall. The electrical connection was done incorrectly. So we had tons of issues with the electrical uh, connection done for it didn't have heaters, most of them. So they had to add a, a, a board heater. And then they would steal them, right? Because we would put them there and it was like, well, we don't want to deal with the, with, the, with the board heater. So we're going to put a fancy AC window, which is, I don't know, six, eight hundred bucks. They would steal them. So all those things is like, I mean, you always keep learning. The property we went and looked last week, right? I mean, yeah. we, there's apartments in Pasadena. I mean, this is the first time we purchased a multifamily in Pasadena. So tons of regulations. Way different than we had before. We haven't even gotten the occupancy permit yet because they want us to put little clips on the toilet tanks. We, we A bunch of little regulations. So you just keep learning. So you have to expect the unexpected. Absolutely. You, you can't be an individual who who desires to be a real estate investor, but is not opening to dealing with something you've never dealt with before. Yeah. And here, here's another piece of advice to them might be really rough in some people 
if you think that you want to get into it and do it yourself, you're wrong. <laughs> I can just tell you right now. Most people that I've met that they said, I'm going to, I'm going to flip a house or I'm going to, and they, that's, this is when they're starting the first couple investment homes. I say, I'm going to do it to save money. I'm going to paint it. I'm going to change the floor. I'm going to go and put cabinets. I did it in my house. Now I'm going to do an investment wrong. You're, do, you're, you're doing it. You're, you're doing it wrong because most likely it's going to cost you eventually more. And it's also a way for you to um, uh, know value what you're good at. And at some point, you need to be good at managing rental properties, finding new ones, financing them. If you think that by you being in the property for two months, three months, managing their carpenters and the framers, and uh, it's just a waste of time. Find find the real ones. Find the ones that you actually want to work with, that you trust. And I'm not saying that you don't supervise, but I'm saying that I've met people that they said, I'm going to paint the house. I'm going to go and install the baseboards. Oh, I'm going to save tons of money by doing the, the flooring myself. Just don't. Pay a guy that does the flooring to do the job, you know? That's the first I time I, I, I heard that, and that's good advice. Appliances. How should one? <laughs> I hate it. How, how should one buy appliances for a rental? Appliances is a very difficult topic. We there's a tons of market for aftermarket repaired and used appliances. Now, again, on the fine tuning that I was talking about, we found ours and we give the property only with dishwasher, garbage disposal, stove, and a vent hood. We don't give microwaves. Nor refrigerators. Nor refrigerators. Okay. Understandably or so. washer and dryer. I mean, we find in our market in, 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 that it's extremely hard to maintain the appliances. And every every time... Um, now, you again, this is almost like the example of the toilet. You probably don't want to get the bottom of the line because they're going to break. So if you're going to go buy an electric range... It might be the cheapest, two hundred and fifty bucks, but the one above it, maybe three hundred bucks, is gonna last you twice as long. And if you buy enough, I mean, then you you can get bulk prices and go and get the dent ones and the and the outlet. Those are fine, you know, right? But what you don't want is to start. I don't believe, and this is again Houston prices and so on. Repairing appliances is extremely expensive and it's not worth it. Um, and get, go and get the warranty. It's like three years or whatever. Something something uh, gets gets broken, then you go and replace it, get it fixed with the warranty. Other than that, just change it. How do you know what to pay a contractor? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You do. You, you mean a general contractor or yeah, a general a contractor, contractor or if you, if you're bringing in someone to sheetrock or like this, these facilities you're looking at right now need ceramic tile flooring. Mm -hmm. How do you know? I mean, especially a person who's just starting out. You go old school, go and get three or five quotes. Again, I, I hate to say it, but there's no secret on that. I mean, just is it really, really old school? I mean, you go and ask. You go and check their previous jobs. You see if it's their license, if, you, if there's something critical. And then you go and get three quotes, four quotes. Do they work? 
Again, there's no shortcuts here, right? I mean, how much? I don't know. We have a big challenge right now because all material costs went up, right? So I'm not going to, in every, everyone is busy. So they, the contractors usually don't charge you for what their work is only worth, but what the price is on the market. If a plumber um, has 15 calls a day, well, I mean, they're going to charge you a lot of money for half of your day day, you know, to go and install a, a water heater. Now, the my experience is if you're part of the rehab, if you if you help them, they freaking love it. So when you say help them, what do you mean? Let's say the plumbers. Let's say let's say the sheet rockers. I go and buy the sheet rock. I pull my truck, pull the trailer, put it on because I'm showing them that I respect their time and I don't pay them less. Listen, this is this is something I by heart I do. And, and it's very tricky because it's hard to explain to people, but I, I'm not doing the job. My wife even sometimes says, well, why do you go? It's Saturday. You don't have to go. It's because if I go on Saturday and I bring lunch or if I bring the materials that they missed, I'm showing them that I'm respecting their time. And I don't go and try to cheap them out. Completely the opposite. It's like, I want you to go home earlier. So I'm bringing the piece that you couldn't because you were busy doing my job. So I'm respecting your time. So guess what? Next time, they treat me better than I expected, right? If I go to the job and I'm helping them with something, then they they also know noticing that I'm actually supervising. How long was it before you became comfortable with understanding what needs to be done, how much a particular job is going to cost? Is there a time period you could give us? It depends on how involved you are, right? I mean, in, in the beginning, the first two, three years, I'm, I mean, we were all in. I mean, there was there was very little automation on what we were doing. I mean, we literally were going to the houses, showing the houses ourselves. We didn't have a property manager. We didn't hire realtors. We literally print out the applications, put them on the door, and then we put a, ma- a sign on the outside, put the number. We, we use like an internet number. So people would leave their message and, and said, hey, I'm interested in this house in this address. I would like to make an appointment. I would call them back, screen them on the phone, and I thought they were legit. Then I would go and I would show it to them. So that's how I learned on it doesn't matter the color. The wife is going to like it. The guy is going to hate it. The guy is going to hate the carpet. The wife is going to, that's not going to rent, you know, is the spaces, is if it's a shower over the tub. If, if, if you have a, a carpet and they have dogs, if you have a backyard that is clean and all high with grass, I mean, all those things that you, you start evaluating. So uh, there is a learning curve and, and it's always, I mean, I'm always learning in, I mean, I'm comfortable, but I'm not, I'm, I cannot tell you that I do it without um, some hesitation sometimes. I'm always learning. I mean, I, I learn. I mean, we bought an apartment complex a few years back in Hempstead, Texas. I've never done business in Hempstead. I don't have an AC guy. It's 45 minutes from our closest location. So you learn. You learn how to tell the guy, you know, the AC guys. You, hey, guys, you, you're not coming back. Charge me another hour or whatever it is, but get it done because it's too far, you know. Um, hey, we left spare parts on the storage room. We did left the, the, the flooring extra boxes in there just in case someone comes and we need to make a make ready. We leave the paint already there so that we have to do touch-ups. 
This is a constant learning curve. I've never stopped learning. I mean, you got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Do you use your different software now that you can purchase that will help you, give you an idea of how much something is going to cost? Do you, I don't. You don't, don't use that? I don't. What I, what I have is metrics of pricing um, with Excel files, I mean, with, with the spreadsheets. What we do is is very unsophisticated because it's, it's it's very small compared to the big ones. I mean, we we've done some big rehabs, and and uh, but we use a general contractor. You always learning. There is a very fine line between a rehab and the cost of maintenance. And almost every business does the same thing, right? I mean, either I invest in the upfront or it's going to cost me later. And now, what I'll say about going through the fear. It's like those phobias where they say there is nothing better than just go and face your fear. Well, this is it. <laughs> I mean, just go and face it. If you think that your first or second home is going to be a home run because you knew everything that was needed on the rehab, I mean, they're, they're telling you something wrong. So it, it's a lot of work. It's hard work. And you're going to make mistakes. And that's okay. Well, you heard it from Aldo. <laughs> Don't be afraid to just dive in make those relationships with contractors and treat those who you you meet and who are actually doing the work for you treat them right treat them like you would want to be treated absolutely and and just surrender yourself by good people that doesn't need to be cheap doesn't need to be the best they need to be honest they need to be a part of your team and then and then you do it um we manage Right now, we're managing over 150 properties with one maintenance guy wow. and one property manager. You know, and 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 that is because we have good, very good relationship with the with the plumber and the electrician and the HVAC guys and the appliances guys, and 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 that's just what you have to do. You have to work toward. It's Burr B R R R R the Burr method. Take a little time, Google it. But on behalf of my co-host, Aldo Benavides, I'm Jay McLaughlin. Thank you for listening to The True Investment.